Hello and welcome to Where's My Mind Today. I'm your host, Chloe Ostagai, and this is episode one. Today I'm going to be talking about Donald Trump and more specifically um, the detriments to voting for him and why you should reconsider voting for Donald Trump. I know that this is a super touchy subject for a first episode, but there's a little over a month until election day. I think it's less than 40 days at this point, and I think it's a super relevant issue to be discussing. So I'm going to kind of break this into three different parts. There's going to be morals and his personality, which I believe that a lot of people kind of discount and see as just like a small piece of him, but I think that it's a very important piece of of the whole puzzle. Then I'm going to talk about his issues and his, his positions on different things and the activities that he's done while in office. And then I'm going to discuss how he has responded to the coronavirus. And then I'm just going to wrap it up with a nice bow, tell you why I will not be voting for Donald Trump and why I believe you also shouldn't. So I'm going to begin with morals, which I think might uh, kind of get rid of some people because I think a lot of people don't believe in um, in that specifically. So I'm going to insert a piece here that tells you uh, when to skip to if you want to just listen to the piece about um, his his perspective on issues. You can find the section on Trump's policy positions around 15 minutes and 30 seconds into this podcast. So I'm just going to start with discussing a little bit about his racism in the past. Um, There's a whole list of things that I have written down here. I don't want to go over all of them. It was a terrible um, going back in time. I hated it. I hated remembering it. But I think it's important to bring it up because this man gets away with a lot of stuff. He does something bad and then we all say that it's a bad thing that he did. And then he does another thing that's also bad and we just kind of dismiss the other problem and move on to something new. So he's constantly making mistakes, but we only focus on the one that he did most recently. And I think it's important to bring back all of the things that he's done over the course of his presidency and just discuss them in a little bit of detail. So I'm going to start with some things that happened before he became president. So uh, this is going to to be back to the 90s. Uh, Donald Trump is a, or I guess was, the Uh, main characters, I suppose, of The Apprentice, which is a TV show. And he was also very present um, in New York. And there was a situation called uh, the Central Park Five um, case. And I don't know a lot about this case. I cannot really speak to you in detail. There is a documentary on Netflix that I've heard is really, really good, and I really want to watch it. But essentially what occurred was that there were five black men who were arrested and convicted of raping and assaulting a white woman jogger in the Central Park in New York. And Donald Trump was a major advocate for these men to be given the death penalty for what they did. And I believe he claimed that this was because he was super pro-woman and whatever, which I'll get to that in a minute. But he was, he essentially tried to get them to be killed over something that it turns out they didn't do. And so he was consistently, I think he, he posted something in a newspaper about how he thought that they should be, be killed. And he was, he was an advocate for this. And I think in more recent years, he has talked about white men who have killed people or raped a woman and he has called them good people. And he has, he has been, very forgiving to their crimes. And I think that this is an inherent um, example of his racism that I that I think calls back to the 90s. So this is not a new thing that he has been displaying. 
also prior to his nomination to um, to be the president and also to him actually being the president, he was a major proponent in the search for Obama's birth certificate, which, by the way, Obama provided his birth certificate. But regardless, he was um, almost convinced to the point of, of ridiculousness that Obama was not a U.S. citizen. Um, for those of you who don't know Obama's background, Obama was born in Hawaii. He was convinced that Obama was from Kenya and not from the United States. And that is preposterous and incredibly racist. And I don't believe that he would have said the same thing if, for example, I think Ted Cruz is from Canada. I don't think he would have said that, even though Ted Cruz is legitimately from Canada. So that that's that's some, I think, let me... Let me double check here for a second. Yeah, he was born in Calgary, Canada, and he still ran for office. So this man only cares about where someone's from when they are not white. Uh, In 2015, before his presidential election, he advocated for a ban on Muslims coming into the U.S. Uh, This actually came true later on when he was president. I don't know if it's a full Muslim ban, but he has restricted Muslim people from becoming... um, legal immigrants in the United States or for seeking asylum here. So that's that's an additional problem that I believe is is really inherently a racist one. Specifically because a lot of Muslim people that are that are seeking asylum here are from countries that are that are experiencing a lot of terrorism and so I think he believes that all Muslims are terrorists and that's why he wants to keep them out of the, the country when really it is a religious sect and it does not matter. Um, they are not terrorists. Not every Muslim is a terrorist. That's just a ridiculous uh, claim to make, and I think that he really wants to make that claim to people. So that's that's one thing before he was even elected to, to the presidency. Uh, next, I'm going to discuss a little bit about the things that he's said while in office. So um, he's repeatedly attacked NFL players who were protesting during the national anthem. They were kneeling, which if you talk to any veteran, that is technically a respectful thing towards the national anthem. They're respecting flag code. They are doing everything right, and he has repeatedly attacked them for the way that they've protested. And I I understand if you do not support the protests. I mean, I personally support those protests, but regardless, he was was attacking people who were just protesting for Black lives. Um, Then also, he... This is a quote from his Twitter um, from 2019. I'm going to quote it, and then I'm going to discuss the context of it. So he said, So interesting to see progressive Democrat congresswomen who originally came from countries whose governments are a complete and total catastrophe, the worst, most corrupt, and inept anywhere in the world, if they even have a functioning government at all, now loudly and viciously telling the people of the United States, the greatest and most powerful nation on earth, how our government is to be run. Why don't they go back and help fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came? So this was in reference to four major uh, congresswomen who were recently elected to the House of Representatives. These are Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ayanna Presley, Ilhan Omar, and Rashida Tlaib. Um, Rashida Tlaib. I have no idea how to pronounce her name. I apologize. Let me know how you're supposed to say that. But these four women only, of these four women, only one of them is from a country outside of the U.S. AOC was born in New York. Anna Presley was born in Cincinnati, Ohio, and Rashida Tlaib um, was born in Detroit, Michigan. So um, only one of them, Ilhan Omar, was from Somalia. Um, 
is actually from a country outside of the U.S., and regardless of these facts, it's clear that the reason why he's calling them loud and vicious and, and telling them to go back to their country is because all of these women are either black or Hispanic. And I just think that that's absolutely absurd that there is a man who is our president who is saying that these women are loud and vicious and that they need to go back to where they came from and solve those issues. Also, another problem with this is that AOC is Puerto Rican, and the reason why Puerto Rico is not doing too great is because he does not support Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is a territory of the United States, and he does not support Puerto Rico or help Puerto Rico in any way. So that's that's just a little bit of, of tea on that. Um, that. I'll get to some things about that in, in the issues section, but um, I'm finally going to get to the last uh, instance of racism so I can move on and not think about this for a little bit. Um, on May 29th, following the George Floyd protests, um, this was tweeted by the president. I'm just going to read it verbatim and we're just going to discuss it. It's, it's, it's a short sentence from a longer tweet and it says, any difficulty and we will assume control, but when the looting starts, the shooting starts. And this was a tweet that was, uh, that eventually violated the Twitter rules and then Twitter decided to keep it on, on there so that people could see what the president has said. So this is still a tweet that is up on his Twitter to this day. Um, and I think that this really does show, and I, 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 it's not something I think, I know, that this, this shows a disrespect for human life. Um, he, these are protests that are about the shooting of unarmed black people, and he is advocating for more shooting of unarmed civilians. And he really does not seem to care who they are or what they're doing. Looting is not something that you shoot someone for. You can arrest someone over looting, but you will not, that's, that's not something that deserves shooting. Nobody deserves to be shot. The only time that really force with that excessive kind of force should be used is if somebody is about to endanger the life of another person. If somebody is about to kill someone else, you can kill them in order to, to preemptively save the other person. So regardless, him saying that shows a disrespect for human life and specifically for the lives of black people. So I'm going to move on to um, his comments about women. I think a lot of people have heard these comments about women, but I think that it's important to con to continue to, to show how awful he is towards women because I cannot even imagine how you can be a woman for Trump. So um, first of all, uh, he said about Megyn Kelly during his, um, during his presidential bid, she gets out there and she starts asking me all sorts of ridiculous questions. You could see there was blood coming out of her eyes, blood coming out of her wherever, referring to, I'm assuming, her period. Um, and this just shows this blatant sexism towards Megyn Kelly. Um, I don't know a lot about Megyn Kelly, but regardless, you should not be referring to her period. She is a professional woman. She was not being aggressive towards you. She was just asking questions. That is her job. That is what she does. And so for him to call her aggressive and to refer to her period was very clearly a show that he doesn't care because she's a woman. Um, there are a couple of other quotes that are from before he became president. There are still things that he says to this day that are, that are sexist, but I think that the most egregious of these are um, towards Rosie O'Donnell, where he says that she's a very unattractive person and that she's super chubby, and then that that and that that makes her internal qualities terrible. Uh, he also says of his daughter Ivanka, who at the time was twenty two, I believe, that he 
and this is a quote, if she weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her, which clearly, like, if you're the daughter of somebody, or if you have a daughter, or if you even know a daughter, like, that's an uncomfortable thing for a father to be saying of the do- of, of his daughter. That's just a little absurd to be saying that about her. That's crazy. Um, then, obviously, there's the quote that, that surfaced right before the presidential election in 2016, where he said that he could do whatever he wanted because he was a celebrity and that he could grope women. Um, I'm not going to say the specific quote because it really is like the most uncomfortable thing I've ever heard a person say. And he has justified this by saying that this is locker room talk. This is what you talk about when you're a man and you're talking with another man. Um, that's just not true. Um, there are decent men who do not talk about groping women. There are decent men who do not grope women. And there have been several allegations against Trump of him groping women and doing these things. This isn't just him saying hypothetically, when you're a star, you can do this. This is him saying, I do this. I I grope women because I can do whatever I want. I'm Donald Trump, which is just a terrible sentiment to have of yourself. So that's, that's the end of my, my big rant on, on his discussion of women. He's also uh, disrespected disabled people. And later I'm going to talk a little bit about how he disrespects immigrants. Um, but I want to kind of pull this all together and say, well, why does morals, why, why do morals matter? Why does it matter what he says? Because it's just Donald Trump. He can say whatever he wants. He's just saying things. And I think a lot of people really do dismiss the way that he talks, um, as, as something that doesn't matter because at the end of the day, what matters is what he does. And I'm going to talk about what he actually does in a second, but I think it's important to say what he says is important because it affects the way that other countries view the United States of America. Donald Trump speaks for the rest of America when he talks. The things that he says matter. So, for example, when he talks about women, there are women prime prime ministers that he has to work with in the future that don't want to work with him anymore because he talks poorly of women. When he talks about black people and, and minorities in a certain way that makes countries that are filled with minorities less likely to want to work with him. The way that he talks about people really does impact the way that he is able to perform his duties as president. I know that some people want to pretend that what he says is completely unimportant to how he he performs his activities and duties as president, but that's just not the case. Um, The way that he speaks of certain people, I think, for example, the North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un, the way that he said, he he started by saying that he thought that he was a respectable man and that he wanted to, to be in a good relationship with North Korea. And then literally a week later, he was calling Kim Jong-un a um, fat, chubby little man and, and insulting the dictator of North Korea, which is just not a good thing to do. And that really does show a credibility gap. He's saying one thing and then he says another, and he's very turbulent in the way that he speaks. And that is something that makes countries not trust us and not want to have deals with us, which will cause problems in the future with trade deals, with with a lot of different foreign policy problems. So I do really think that the way that he speaks is important. So now we're going to move on to environment and healthcare and abortion and immigration and all of the issues wrapped into one that make Donald Trump's actual actions as president problematic. So I'm going to start with immigration. He talks about immigrants in a very specific way that poses them as rapists and criminals and drug lords and just terrible people because he wants illegal immigration to be considered the worst possible offense. Um, Whereas 
he he has said things like, oh, we want people that are based on merit. We want legal immigrants to come into this country, probably because his wife is, an, is a legal immigrant. Um, but at the end of the day, he's not making it any easier to become a legal immigrant. Um, he says that he's pro-immigration but against illegal immigration, but he makes it so much harder to become a legal immigrant. He has banned certain people from being able to con- access the country. He has slowed down green card naturalizations. He's caused a lot of more problems for people who want to become immigrants. So I think that despite this this whole sentiment that, oh, we, he's pro-immigration if you do it legally, is just not true because he's making it a lot harder for new people to come into this country. So that's one thing. And also he disrespects immigrants and he talks about immigrants in a way that makes people not want to come to this country. And I think this country is is built on the backbone of immigrants. So I don't know why he is so anti-immigration in the way that he is. Um, I'm also going to talk briefly about his position on LGBT rights. Uh, He's banned transgender people from serving in the military, uh, which is just ludicrous. He claims that it's because of, of the... Um, insurance costs of of certain surgeries, but that's just a cover-up for the fact that he doesn't want transgender people to be able to have the full citizenship rights that the rest of us do. So I really do think that is an issue, and I'm going to talk a little bit about Joe Biden's position on that um, in the next episode, but it just that that's a small thing that I wanted to add in. Um, as far as environmental issues go, this is a super long thing, but Um, here's a list of all of the things that he's done as president that have harmed the environment. Uh, Number one, he continually supports oil pipelines. He pulled back a restriction on offshore drilling, which continually harms wildlife. Basically, offshore drilling is when you drill offshore and then that can cause oil leakage and problems with the ocean. Um, Number two, he has allowed oil and gas companies to access wildlife sanctuaries for endangered species, um, such as the sage-grouse habitat. Um, number three, he appointed Andrew Wheeler as EPA administrator. This man was a former coal lobbyist, so clearly Andrew Wheeler is not the appropriate man for Environmental Protection Agency. For those of you who didn't know, that's the EPA. Um, number four, he withdrew from the Paris Agreement, which is a mistake for both the climate change and also for foreign opinion of the U.S., Um, For climate change, the Paris Agreement was going to be an agreement between multiple countries that agreed that this is what they're going to do about the climate and this is how they're going to stop climate change. And that is something that that we should continue to be a part of just for the um, dialogue alone. Uh, Number five, I think I'm on number five, um, he called climate change a hoax invented by the Chinese and this just furthered um, misinformation about climate change and about the environmental issues of today. Um, If you want to know more about what he's done for the environment and what he has done against the environment, really, um, there's a really great National Geographic article called A Running List of How Donald Trump is Changing Environmental Policy. This is really universal, and I would really recommend checking it out if you're more interested in stuff like that. Um, More recently, this is just a very, again, brief thing, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away this past week, and... He has disrespected her dying wish for the next president to choose her replacement in the Supreme Court. Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was a left-leaning judge over time, although she began a little bit more um, in the middle. And she wanted for the next president to choose the nomination. Um, 
also this this decision to disrespect this dying wish uh, goes against a precedent that the republicans set in 2016 so when obama was just about to leave office well not really a year before obama was supposed to leave office they refused to confirm his supreme court nominee to the supreme court uh, merrick garland and they said that this was because it was too soon um it, it was too close to the election and they couldn't confirm somebody that quickly that just wasn't wasn't okay lindsey graham said a couple things about how you can use my words against me this should not be done regardless of party um and then now they're rushing to confirm somebody with only two months to the election day so clearly they're going back on something that they had committed to only four years ago which is ridiculous so this disrespect for Ruth Bader Ginsburg really does upset me, um, not just because of my beliefs on abortion, but also just because that, the, that woman really has done a lot for this country. So finally, this brings me to healthcare. Uh, he has been attempting to repeal the ACA, which is the Affordable Care Act, which was passed by Obama, um, despite agreeing with a lot of the, the things in, within that act. Um, he agrees with the protection of pre-existing conditions um, within that act, and also I th there's there's a couple of things, the insurance premiums, and he, he really does believe in a lot of the things in the ACA, which is strange, but he wants to repeal it because it's not his act. Um, and by repealing it, he would get rid of health care for millions of people in the middle of a pandemic. Um, which brings me to my next point about present day and coronavirus. So, um, there's so many things with coronavirus. Um, the U.S. could have put a stop to coronavirus really early on. We knew about this back in January, and he didn't do anything about it. Uh, he's admitted to purposely playing down the pandemic. And for those of you who might believe that that's to um, ensure that the public doesn't freak out and panic, I don't believe that that's the case. I believe that he wants people to believe that he's doing well as a president. I know that I, my beliefs don't really matter, but I, I do think that it's, it's because of that. Um, and he's admitted that he wanted to downplay it. Also, he continues to promote not wearing a mask, even though it has been proven to work. So he doesn't wear a mask anywhere he goes, generally speaking, wears it wrong. He, he doesn't like to wear a mask and he promotes not wearing a mask. I understand that there are a lot of people who don't believe that masks work, even though there is scientific proof that they do. Um, but even if it doesn't work, it doesn't hurt to wear one. What is the problem with wearing a mask just so that other people feel safe? So I think that he really does promote this, this horrible behavior in terms of mask wearing and in terms of coronavirus. So that brings me to the end of my argument. I don't want to go on and on about Trump because I really do hate that man. Um, and I know that this can't possibly change people's minds um, because it seems impossible to change the minds of a, of a Trump supporter. But I hope that it can be a good documentation of why many Americans are against Trump and the reasons why I believe that Trump is inadequate as a president. So thank you for listening. You can watch episodes on my YouTube channel and follow me on Instagram at Where's My Mind Today. Next week, we're going to be talking about the reasons to vote for Biden and specifically why you should be excited to vote for Biden uh, rather than just talking about why you should vote against Donald Trump. 
Um, I'm actually really excited about this because I did a lot of research on Joe Biden and I'm actually kind of excited to vote for him now because I learned a lot more about his policies and I think that it could be helpful for those of you who are who are just stubbornly supporting him. So don't forget to check in next Tuesday for a deep dive into Joe Biden. This show is written, produced, and edited by me, Chloe Ostegai. Artwork is by Caitlin Howard. Music is by Jack Noah. You can find his social media in the description of the show or in the description below every YouTube video. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week.